And Reverend Chapek held that first flower ceremony in Prague. He was looking for a way to instill hope among his people in a city that was still five years after the war rebuilding itself from all of its destruction. And he was looking for a way to reflect the beauty of nature in the lives of his people, of the flowers that still were able to grow up through that rubble. I don't know if he expected the continued hardships after that first ceremony. Twenty years later, Prague would be under Nazi occupation, and Chapek himself would find himself at Dachau, where he died from pneumonia. And yet the flower ceremony continued. And as the communists rolled into town and took over Czechoslovakia and made that a communist state and banished all religion from the public sphere, still the flower ceremony continued. I have a dear seminary classmate, a little older than me, who grew up in the Prague church and would tell us stories of the hardship and the struggles trying to keep the church open, even underground during those years, trying to keep everybody safe and still worship together and never knowing who might be joining them for the first time as undercover secret police. People who claim their religion is oppressed here in this country I don't think really know what they're talking about. And still the flower ceremony persists into a hundred years this week, next week. We have certainly been through our own hardships together in the last few years. We've been through the struggle of COVID and the shutdown. And while we've celebrated reopening again, we have struggled with not seeing all of the faces that we love here from week to week, missing those dear hearts greatly, missing their presence and their breath and their hearts and everything they bring into this community. And still the flower ceremony persists. Each year we talk about the beauty of the flowers when we hold this together, about the beauty of our co-mingled community together, the beautiful souls that come together and make something new and more beautiful, and we renew that every year. But I think this year I want to talk a bit about the resilience of the flowers. As fragile as they are, they are resilient. Just... Last month, the journal The New Phytologist released a study about how it is flowers survive when disaster strikes, when the stems break or bend. And they have found a great number of them. Even bent and broken at the stem, the flowers themselves will reorient to make themselves ready for pollinators. They will reorient, they will pivot, 
to keep doing what they need to do, to go on surviving, to go on flourishing. And so it is to hear with us. We bring our many facets together, our petals, our beauty, the colors, our hearts. And when everything seems to be falling apart, when we feel down and low because we don't see all of our faces yet, we pivot. We create what we need to create here to survive, and not just to survive, but to endure, and hey, why not thrive while we're at it? Like the flowers, we are resilient as a community. We are resilient because of who is here, who is here, who shows up, who steps up. We are resilient like the flowers. And a little later on, we will do our final blessing where we hope that our lives will bloom like the flowers. And we think about the beauty of the blooms. Let's think about their resilience as well.